0: This is the Middle Chamber Books podcast, episode 21, for Monday, May 4th, 2009. Elise Bannon is an author, consultant, national speaker, and co-founder of a consultancy called Marketing Mentor. She's also the author of a number of books on marketing and public relations, including the newest book, The Art of Self-Promotion. She'll give us a preview of that book and of her appearance at the River Communications Group's meeting on Tuesday, May 5th in New Hope, Pennsylvania, on this edition of the Middle Chamber Books podcast. I'm your host, Steve Lubetkin. Hello and welcome to the Middle Chamber Books podcast. I'm Steve Lubetkin, proprietor of the Middle Chamber Bookstore and Amazon associate at middlechamberbooks.com. In our podcast we interview authors and other creative professionals about the works that they're conducting. Today we bring you an interview with Elise Benin, a nationally known speaker and co-founder of Marketing Mentor, which works with creative professionals who are serious about growing their business. Elise is the author of several books, including The Designer's Guide to Marketing and Pricing and Public Relations for Dummies, and The Art of Self-Promotion, the book that she's going to be speaking about when she is the guest speaker on May 5th at the River Communications Group, a group of creative professionals that I sometimes join and produce podcasts for up in New Hope, Pennsylvania. That's going to take place at Occasions, which is on Union Square in New Hope, Pennsylvania, and there's still an opportunity for you to sign up and attend the program. In order to give people a little sense of what's going to happen at the program, since we can't be there and record it live, we thought we'd talk to Elise ahead of time and get a little preview. Elise has been featured in a number of national media outlets, such as Businessweek.com, The New York Times, The Washington Post, The Guardian, The Toronto Globe and Mail, Inc. Magazine, Essence, Working Women, and many more. And she adds to that by uh, bringing her conversation to us today on the Middle Chamber Books podcast. We spoke with Elise by Skype from her office in Hoboken, New Jersey. Elise Ben, and welcome to the Middle Chamber Books podcast.
1: Thank you. Good to be here, Steve.
0: Elise, tell us a little bit about your book first, The Art of Self-Promotion, and why it's important for creative professionals to promote themselves.
1: Well, the book basically came out of a newsletter that I published for several years that I used as a promotional tool for my own services, helping people promote themselves. And it was basically each issue I took a specific marketing tool and talked about it and gave some quick tips and how to's and interviewed people and some examples of how people were using it. So it's very the basics of self-promotion um, which, you know, covers why it's really important and then how to do it. So to answer your other question, why it's really important, I find that a lot of creative people imagine or wish that their work would speak for itself because a lot of them are shy or introverted or would just rather be doing their work than promoting it. And so I've kind of built a business on this Uh, reluctance people have and the people who realize that if they really want to get the work that they want that they really have to be a little bit more proactive about it and I teach tools and that's what this um, workshop is going to be about teaching the basic tools the simplest tools the least expensive actually and I think most effective tools that you can use to get the word out about the services that you offer.
0: So you start out the book by talking about marketing, what it is and what it isn't. How do self-promoting individuals who have their own practices and their own businesses use these tools?
1: Well, the beginning of the process to me is always choosing a market. And when you're offering creative services, whether it's copywriting or graphic design or illustration or photographer, photography, um, Usually you might think anyone is my market, any business is my market, and the, the, the fantasy is that that's a good thing. The reality is it's not so good because you can't market to everybody. So the first step in any marketing process is to say, okay, this is the market I'm going to focus on for reasons that are, you know, rational and thought through because you have examples and experience in that market, because you know people in that market, because there's a need in that market that you've identified And once you choose that focus, then all of your marketing flows from that choice, basically. So the list of prospects that you reach out to and the tools you use to reach out to them all come from the market.
0: So what are the first steps that people can take after they've identified the market?
1: Well, you have to then identify the actual prospects. And sometimes, for example, um, if you're marketing to engineers, I was talking to a designer yesterday who's targeting engineering firms and she has a lot of experience and so she needs to find more than the two firms that she already works with so first you find a trade association that bring together the people in your market and you see if they have some kind of membership directory that you could use they if they have events you can attend to meet them in person if they have listservs or blogs that they read and that you could comment on to both learn more about them and also get some visibility in that market.
0: Now, you say in the book that uh, a couple of things, you say marketing is giving and marketing is storytelling. Talk a little bit about why you think both of those things are true.
1: Okay. Marketing is giving um, was a response to something I heard from many of my clients, which is this idea that they always feel like they're trying to surreptitiously take or get something from their prospects or clients, and they don't want to be doing that or they don't want to be perceived as doing that. And so turning it around, kind of shifting the mindset to the idea that, in fact, if you have chosen your prospects carefully and qualified them, then they do, in fact, have a need for your services, which means that when you offer them to them, you're actually giving them something that they need. And if you can approach it that way, you might be less reluctant to make the approach marketing and storytelling, it basically means, again, people imagine that marketing is being persuasive or, and, and sales, for that matter, also, but that it has to do with bragging. A lot of people say, you know, my mother told me not to promote myself. My mother told me not to brag. That's true, but if you employ this idea of storytelling, then really the way you answer the question, what do you do, for example, could be in the form of a story. Well, if you ask me what I do, I would say, well, I work with creatively self-employed people, and for example, there is this one designer that I've worked with, and we focused on this, and I helped her achieve that, and these were the results. So if you answer the question in the form of the story, it's less about, I'm the best marketing consultant there is.
0: Now, you also talk in the book, Elise, about word-of-mouth marketing, and storytelling sounds like it goes very hand-in-glove with word-of-mouth marketing. Why is word-of-mouth so important to individuals who are trying to market their business?
1: Uh, It is important, but on the other hand, um, it's dangerous to depend on word-of-mouth. It's important because people believe what they hear from people they trust. So if you recommend me to someone, then that will have more credence than me going directly to that person and trying to promote myself in general.
0: And so what do you recommend? In, in, you say that it's, it's dangerous to just rely on word-of-mouth marketing. What are some of the other options that go with it?
1: And let me first tell you why it's dangerous, because If you wait for word of mouth to do its work, then you are basically taking whatever comes along. You may have a different goal. You may have um, a goal to pursue a specific market, but if that market, if that work is not what's coming along and you're just relying on word of mouth and basically not doing anything, then um, you're not in a very strong position and you're not going to get the work that you want. So the alternatives, I um, have written in a different book, actually, about uh, something I call The Marketing Machine, which is a system that you set up that includes somewhere between three and five marketing tools that work well together. And once you have this system in place, then you're basically helping to generate word of mouth and at the same time pursue the prospects and the clients that you want. So the tools that are that I recommend in general for creative people, especially are networking, in-person networking especially, cold calling, which I don't call cold calling anymore. It's more research calling because you're you're trying to get information from people you think are your prospects. Email marketing, which is the way you stay in touch with the people who say, yes, I'm interested in that. Uh, The fourth is a marketing smart website which is a website that doesn't just say, here's who we are and here's what we do, but instead says, here's who you are, prospect, here's what your problems are that we know how to help you solve, and if you want to know how, click here. And the fifth one is um, some kind of printed promotional materials. Maybe it's a brochure, maybe it's a media kit. It doesn't really matter, but something tangible that you can send to people when they say, yes, I'm interested, that doesn't get lost in the ephemera of email.
0: You also in the book, Elise, talk about doing your own public relations. Now, um, in part of my practice, I'm a public relations counselor and consultant, and I uh, do that for a living. What are some of the things that people can do before they call a public relations consultant?
1: I think people can put together a media list of publications and reporters and editors that specifically cover the market that they're targeting and develop relationships with those people in the same way that they would with actual prospects and through those relationships perhaps be sending press releases, perhaps be writing articles or contributing content and material that can be used to position them as authorities or experts in the area that they're marketing.
0: What are some of the mistakes that people make when they try to promote their own business?
1: I would say the biggest mistake is people who market in a scattershot way and have unrealistic expectations about what is going to happen. So, for example, um, one expectation I hear about a lot is that you're going to do one mailing, whether it's email or round of cold calls, and everyone you call is either going to say, oh, yes, that's great, you know, here's the next project, or the opposite, which is, you know, why are you calling me? Stop. And um, all of these expectations, unrealistic expectations, get in the way of actually just doing what is essentially – um, a task that's based on a numbers game. The more people you reach out to, the more likely it is you're going to find people who are, in fact, interested in what you have to offer.
0: Are there any examples that you can cite of uh, people who are doing this really effectively, some, maybe some small businesses that you're familiar with?
1: Yes. Um, the first one that comes to mind is a small design firm In Chicago that I've been working with for about a year now and I helped them put in place this marketing machine that I was talking about so we started by focusing on uh, the banking industry and she joined the um, trade association for the banking industry and she got involved in the special interest group related to marketing for banking and she attended their trade show and she met a lot of people and she had one of her associates start making cold calls to people she found in the member directory, and then she offered to write an article on uh, a topic that would be of interest to the association, and that article has just, in fact, recently been published. And out of that, she has already gotten several clients. So the idea is, in this marketing machine, these tools work together to support each other so that you're not Doing something in a scattershot or haphazard way, so her prospects see her at a trade show, read her name in the article that she's written, hear from her on the phone, All different media, basically, to keep the visibility high.
0: Now, um, you are speaking at the River Communications Group on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, in New Hope, Pennsylvania, and the the title of the overall presentation is um, How uh, Creative Professionals Can Market Themselves in in a Difficult Economy. Um, Is it your advice, uh, and I hear this a lot from people, I think I know the answer, but is it your advice that you should not stop marketing or cut back on marketing expenditures because the economy is bad?
1: Absolutely. I mean, what I'm advising clients right now is to perhaps, to number one, be flexible and adapt to the market. So if a market that you've been focused on is not doing so well, then shift your focus to another market that is doing better and do the research necessary to figure out what that is. Um, And then also use different marketing tools. I mean, when you talk about marketing expenditures, we have time and we have money. If there's less money to commit to marketing, then spend more time because if things are slow, then you definitely have more time. And the direction I'm also advising people to go in is anything that will bring them into direct contact with their actual prospects. So that's in-person networking and that's cold calling.
0: Very important to stay in touch with people. Yes. Great. Elise Bennon, the author of The Art of Self Promotion and the speaker at the May 5th River Communications Group presentation in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Thanks for being with us on the podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Steve.
0: We hope you enjoyed this Middle Chamber Books podcast. If you want to attend Elise's presentation at the River Communications Group on Tuesday, May 5th, at the Occasions Restaurant in Union Square in New Hope. You can contact Beth Brody of Brody Public Relations. Her email address is beth at brody, B-R-O-D-Y-P-R dot com. It's a $20 fee with checks payable to River Communications Group, or you can bring them with you. There'll be appetizers, soft drinks, and a cash bar. If you have comments or suggestions about our podcasts, please email me at steve at middlechamberbooks.com. You can also send us an audio comment. We'll use it in a future podcast. Send us an MP3 file or call our podcast comment line in the U.S. 856-861-6146. Be sure to use the plus one in front of that. Or in the U.K. and Europe, it's plus four four zero two zero seven one nine three six one four six. Our theme music for this podcast is Cook the Books. From the Indianapolis Jazz Orchestra, it's one of the Podsafe music selections you'll find at GarageBand.com. We produce these programs in the studios of professional podcasts in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. This is Steve Lubetkin. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there on the net. Take good care.